So how important is mindfulness in physical and mental health, and what do you need to know about being mindful? Let's find out with Dr. Amanda Venti-McLean, an internal medicine physician with Emerson Primary Care Associates of Bedford. This is HealthWorks Here, the podcast from Emerson Hospital, and I'm Deborah Howell. Dr. McLean, you teach mindfulness programs at Emerson's Steinberg Wellness Center. So, of course, my first question is, what is mind-body medicine? So mind-body medicine is really one part of a, a larger field that we would refer to as integrative medicine. And that's, that's an attempt to really integrate, as the name would suggest, conventional types of medicine with more complementary approaches, really trying to coordinate those two approaches in a holistic sort of patient-centered way. And then within that context, mind-body medicine is, you know, medicine with a focus on the interactions among brain and mind and body and how all of those contribute to overall health. So it really takes into account, you know, all the emotional, mental, social, spiritual factors that have an impact on our health. You know, so that would include things like meditation, yoga, tai chi, and a lot of these practices are really appealing to a big portion of the population right now. We've seen a huge increase in interest, which is great because they're incredibly helpful in helping people to maintain good health. I think there was research that showed in, as of 2007, one in five Americans were using some sort of mind-body technique or therapy. So this is really getting traction now, which is great, again, because it really has a profound impact on, on overall health. And the whole person. We love it. How does stress impact physical and mental health? Yeah, I mean, stress obviously has a really big impact on both our physical and our mental well-being. If you look at it from a purely evolutionary perspective, we know that stress response, if you will, evolved or it was designed in a sense to help us cope with physical threats. So dangers to our person that were encountered in earlier human environments, so things like predators or injury or infection. Most people are familiar with this, this whole idea of the fight, flight, or freeze response. And, you know, there's real physiology behind that. There's activation of certain parts of the neuroendocrine system and also, you know, aspects of the immune system that come into play when we're launched into that fight, flight, or freeze response and in response to stress. The problem is that even though that stress response is well adapted to some of those you know, more common threats in earlier environments, they're not particularly adaptive in the face of a lot of our more modern stressors. So, right, those tend to be more psychological in nature and also more chronic in nature. So things like work stress, relationship stress, concerns about health, actually. So because of that, we eventually can get wear and tear on the mind and the body from being under chronic levels of stress, and that can contribute to dysregulation of some of these systems that eventually can result in in physical or, or mental illness. Absolutely. And how can mind-body techniques like meditation be used to counter the effects of stress and improve our overall health? So meditation elicits what we would refer to as the relaxation response, right? We have a stress response, and then we want to try and buffer that with the relaxation response. And so that whole concept was first introduced or studied by Dr. Herbert Benson, and he's still at the the Benson Henry Institute, which is Massachusetts General Hospital's Mind-Body Institute, downtown Boston. So he studied practitioners of transcendental meditation in the 1960s, and he was the first one to really document the effects of meditation on the body. So things like decrease in heart rate, decrease in blood pressure. And so we know that practices such as meditation really have an immediate physical impact, and they also have an impact on the brain as well. More and more, we're realizing that the brain is really 
it's a very malleable organ. Meditation can, in, in a sense, induce what we refer to as uh, neuroplasticity, which is simply this idea that the brain is constantly reorganizing itself. We're forming new neural connections and others are getting sort of pruned back. And that's a constant process that occurs throughout life. And there's more and more research showing that practices like meditation can actually have a positive effect on the brain at that level. Well, you know, some people still need convincing. So is there any research or scientific evidence to support the health benefits of meditation? Yeah, so there's there's a lot of research being done more and more recently, again, I think in keeping with the fact that there is so much interest, both in the patient population and, and within the medical field as well. So some of the studies are, are based in neuroimaging techniques where they look at the brain practitioners of, of meditation. They see differences in the, in the thickness in certain brain regions and cortical thickness of the brain. And then there's other research coming now from the field of epigenetics. So really interesting studies showing that there are changes actually at the level of gene expression in response to practicing some of these mind-body techniques. So things like, again, meditation and, and yoga Tai Chi. So we see, you know, when people practice mind-body medicine techniques, sometimes there's a, a down-regulation of, of some of these inflammatory pathways. And, you know, we know that a lot of chronic illnesses can be linked to, to inflammation, and that has a huge impact on chronic disease and other types of illness as well. This is all really exciting. What is the SMART program, and how does it help patients improve their health and wellness? So the SMART program was developed in its current form by, again, by the uh, Benson Henry Institute downtown, and we've been running the program at Emerson now since 2017, and I just, I think it's a great program. It really integrates a lot of these things, the meditation that we've been discussing as as a means of helping people enter into this relaxation response, which has physical and psychological benefits. It also draws from the field of cognitive behavioral therapy. We do some cognitive restructuring in the in the class to help people kind of watch their thoughts and how they may be impacting them and their stress level. And we also talk about lifestyle modifications, so helping people to adopt healthier patterns with reference to nutrition and emphasizing the importance of things like physical activity and good sleep habits and just in general, helping people become more aware of their own stress patterns and, and try to adopt a healthier lifestyle and cultivate more adaptive responses to their stressors, right? So we, you know, we're aware that life is going to have stress in it, right? And we can't always change the stressors as they come up, but we can certainly try to change our response to them. We can try to choose how we respond rather than being reactive in a sense. Sure. Now a two-part question for you, doctor. Have you seen patients achieve health benefits derived from developing a meditation practice or what types of health issues generally respond to these techniques? So I think because stress does have such a huge impact on, on health, these techniques are broadly applicable, meaning that, that a lot of different people with different types of illnesses will respond well to them. So I see a lot of people with chronic illnesses and they have symptoms that will sort of wax and wane depending on what their stress level is at that particular time. I think a lot of people are aware of that, actually, who have a chronic illness. They'll know that, you know, when their stress level increases, they'll see an exacerbation of, of their symptoms. So because of that, when people are able to practice meditation, they'll sometimes see a reduction in symptoms. So, I mean, that could be anything from autoimmune disorders to gastrointestinal problems, certainly people who have chronic pain issues or headaches. 
It doesn't necessarily change the pain, but it can change the way that people relate to their pain. We get a lot of people also with you know, struggling with things like insomnia or anxiety-related symptoms, all of which I think respond really well to these techniques. And also people who are, are just, for whatever reason, at a stressful time in their lives, either some sort of a transition or sometimes just coping with some of these other chronic health problems, folks that are in some sort of a caregiver role and sort of the burdens that that entails. And I think, again, these are very fundamental techniques that help people to just be a little more resilient in the face of these stressors as they arise. Absolutely. Okay, now devil's advocate question. I read the other day, and I'd love to hear your response to this. It said playing games on your phone, puzzles, you know, words with friends or whatever, for 20 minutes equaled the benefits of yoga for 20 minutes. What's your response to that? Really? Yeah. (laughs) I did not know. That's interesting. It's funny that you say that because I, I remember once we do an exercise in the class where people we use a little biofeedback technique for people to see when their stress response is, is kicking them, when they're feeling more stressed. And I recall someone once saying that they hadn't realized that when they played games on their phone that their stress level went up. So it's interesting to me that, that, that yeah, that there's something they're saying that they went down. I would say that techniques like meditation, you're trying to quiet that inner dialogue and you're trying to it's a different type of attention that you're really trying to, to hone with those practices. You know, my feeling would be that that's very different than something like playing <laughs> a game on your phone. But I, I understand, you know, that there is probably when people are doing that, it's, it's, a, it's a way of trying to take a breath. But, uh, you know, my feeling would obviously be that I, it would be far more beneficial to, to take those five, ten minutes and, and just watch the breath quiet the mind and move into that relaxation response. How about this? How about we play games, get the endorphin rush of getting a 113-point <laughs> word on Words with Friends, yay, and then we go. put there our phone go. down and do some mindfulness. Mm, <laughs> you could do that, yes. Or you could hop on your elliptical for those 15 minutes. There you go. I'll make a plug. Yeah, I'll make a plug for physical activity, you know, get your endorphins that way. And then it's actually a great pairing to do some sort of physical activity and then to sit in, in meditation and, and quiet the mind for a few few moments, I think, you know, and I think people often feel like, you know, I need this huge amount of time to make a commitment to this. You know, something is always better than nothing is what I always tell people. You know, even if you just have five minutes to watch the breath, you'll see that make, make a difference in your day-to-day life. You know, this idea of, of mindfulness, a lot of people are really intrigued by that concept. That's something that you can really bring to, to any task. You can, you can fold a basket of laundry mindfully. It's just a matter of, of being in that present moment being aware of, of whatever that experience is and accepting of it in a, in a non-judgmental sort of way. And that's something that we can all weave into our day-to-day lives. Well, it's time for me to go mindfully fold some laundry. Yes. So thank you so much for your time, Dr. <laughs> Venti McLean. That's Dr. Amanda Venti McLean, an internal medicine physician with Emerson Primary Care Associates of Bedford. For more info or to schedule an appointment with Dr. Venti McLean or any Emerson physicians, please visit emersondocs.org. To register for a wellness class, visit emersonwellness.org. And if you like what you've heard, please share it on your social channels and make sure to check out the full podcast library for topics that might interest you. This is HealthWorks Here, the podcast from Emerson Hospital. I'm Deborah Howell. Thanks for listening. Be mindful and have yourself a terrific day.